Welcome to another Curveball production. Today, Renee and I are going to talk a lot about the great Minnesota get-together, the Minnesota State Fair, and how that runs right into the unofficial fall. Now, this, for the people in the upper Midwest here, probably is information you might already have, uh, experiences you've already had. Hopefully, we'll add some entertainment to that. But for those of you, our fans in Russia, our fans in France, our fans in Alaska. Hey, don't forget about the 17 other states. The 17 other states, <laughs> a lot of people in Florida, Texas, some in California. We got something in Arizona. If I've missed a state, I apologize. You can uh, email me at sean at curveballproduction.com and I will make sure to uh, um, give you a shout out on our next podcast. Um <laughs> But uh, so what we're going to start off with is, like I said, is the the Minnesota State Fair, and it runs starts next week. Well, I should say next runs week Thursday through Labor Day, ten solid days. Ten solid days at the at the end of August into September. It ends on Labor Day, and like I said, that is our uh, unofficial. Uh, start of fall in uh, in Minnesota. Now, I'm going to turn everything over to Renee for the most part because <laughs> she is a state fair junkie, has been since <laughs> her childhood. I don't really care much about the state fair. I, I can't even believe that you would say that out loud. I, it is. It's, I, I've been there. I've done it. I've... Uh, it, it's just not something. It, it's just not something that it, that I put on the calendar and say I need to carve out some time. I, I must tell you that in the the dark days of winter, our family finds joy in remembering and looking forward to the state fair. <laughs> it is a time honored tradition it would to have start to be planning. A dark, dark <laughs> day for me. <laughs> I think that's funny though. The state fair. Um, most people at least as I've grown up, you either love the fair or you hate the fair or really just don't care at all about the fair, right? Um, but people have strong opinions about it. But if you watch the news and you see the panoramic shots and the and now I suppose they're using, um, what do they call those things, drones, right, to get a yeah. full feeling of how many bodies are in the same space, um, it's understandable why some people would be intimidated by that, but not me. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, see, it's wonderful. See, those are the types of pictures that if I was a state fair, I wouldn't let anybody see. Because I look <laughs> at them and I go, oh, that's wall-to-wall people. Oh, look at that. Beer spilt on that person. Oh, look at that person with a double wide stroller right into the back of that person there. No, it's funny you should bring that up because uh, it is a time honored tradition to go to the fair in our family. And we usually go in a pretty large group, although we do tend to break off into smaller groups. Um, But when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to go. And uh, that was because, you know, there were things going on at the fair basically p- people that aren't real typical. And then, you know, there's there's beer and there's just lots of come to find out that it really had to do with the fact that it was the one day a year my parents had a date. And so we got shoved off to grandma and grandpa's house so they could have their annual date. When we were finally old enough to start joining them, I think we were in junior high was the rule. Yes, it was the same year that I was allowed to start wearing lipstick. So um, <laughs> off to the fair, we were able to go and, you know, found joy. We went with our friends. We went with our family. Um, but ironically, when we had um, 
children and my parents had grandchildren, well, suddenly they just thought it was a great thing to bring the young grandchildren to the fair. Of course. And I'm like, but what about you being angry about people running strollers into the back of someone's legs? And they're like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. And honestly, when the kids were old enough, like, you know, three-ish maybe, they loved it. They'd ride around in their little strollers or ride go-karts or go down that big yellow slide. Had the funniest picture of Lauren with a, a dill pickle as big as her head. And she was just in her glory and she still likes pickles. And and again, it that, that falls down into the, the whole uh, grandparents can do whatever they want with their grandkids. <laughs> it's true. just it's just a given, it's a time honored tradition. And the thing is if you go, right? I mean, why do you go to the why do I go to the fair? Well, the food. I mean, really, that's the driving force. I don't know how well they did here a couple years ago, after the first year back after the pandemic or whatever, when they had the right. drive-through fair, um, because it wasn't quite all of the little food items and stuff that a lot of people look forward to. It was a little more streamlined. But I think it gave some people, like true fair lovers, as a fair purist, um, <laughs> no, wasn't going to wait in a drive-through line to get a corn dog. But I will tell you, there are three items at the fair that I will not leave the fair without. So um, I hope you have your pens and pencils ready. Here are the three things you must have at the fair. Number one, you must have deep fried pickles. Number two, you need to find the key lime pie on a stick booth. It's over by the food building in the little uh, seating area. It's a small little booth. The ladies out of Elk River, Minnesota, they are divine. And then finally, Australian potatoes. Now, for those of you with the weak stomach, they are outside the barn building, so sometimes that gets to be a little nauseating. But you get this huge plate of potatoes, and if you're there with six or ten people, everybody gets some, you know, it's like eight or ten dollars, and you don't need a lot of a, you know, do you want to know what an Australian potato is? Uh, I was just going to ask. because <laughs> You look baffled. Well, because if, okay, if it's a state fair food, that means that it has to be chock full of nothing but goodness. That's true. So an Australian uh, potato, I f they find the world's biggest potatoes. They're as big as your head, for right. sure. Uh-huh. I doubt that. <laughs> and they slice them and they dredge them in some batter and deep fry them. And then they serve them with not just cheese or ranch, but both. And you get this huge amount. Okay, and this brings me to my pro tip about going to the fair. Go with other people and then sample a lot of different things, but share it. So you only get a bite or two of each thing. Otherwise, you're going to get sick. You will. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've seen that happen. <laughs> it's not pretty. Um, and, and just, again, for those of you who are, are not familiar with the Minnesota State Fair, basically all you need to do is get a booth, which is not easy to do. They're, the booths are uh, they're something like 10 years you got to wait ten. You put in your application; it's like a ten-year wait. And the funny thing um, is, is the things that make it into the fair now are like really bizarre type combinations, right? Because they're yeah. always looking to bring some ingenuity or some creativity to the selection. So, in right. order to even get your foot in the door to sell a prano pup, if you will, you better figure out a new way to do it. And and the the only other, the only other caveat to that is, it has to be deep fried. <laughs> if, it is in de if it isn't deep fried, it's just, it's just, it's not a state fair food. I know, but some of the stuff is so weird. Oh yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, it, there, it, Why take a perfectly good Twinkie and deep fried? And I know some people love you deep can. fried Twinkies. <laughs> because you can. Okay. Fair enough. Do you have any favorite foods? Um, I, you know what? I, yes, I do. So three years ago, um, uh, the uh, freshman co baseball coach, his family uh, owns a restaurant called the Blue Moon, and they have a restaurant at the State Fair. 
Well, the coach, uh, what he does is he asks some of his freshman players if they want to go and work the booth. Hmm. So uh, my my uh, my oldest son and a couple of his buddies said absolutely. Um, and really, the funny thing is, this is his first job is working a state fair booth. Oh, funny. Um, and so he worked this Blue Moon, and they're, they're famous for their pitas, uh, stuffed pockets. And uh, the, the, the one that really intrigued me was there's this Turkish stuffed pocket. So as much as I don't like the State Fair, um, I uh, boarded the bus, uh, straight shot to the State Fair, got off the bus, paid my, I don't know what it was, 10 bucks, walked to the Blue Moon restaurant, said hi to my kids, said, give me a Turkish pita. He made, he made it for me. Him and his buddy made it for me, gave it to me. I ate it. I walked out. I got on the bus. I was home whole trip, about an hour. And, uh, <laughs> and you but, took a bus. <laughs> I took a bus. Again, one thing that I'm not a big fan of. But the 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 the, the, the pita was delicious. Well, it was good. really, really good. So if uh, there was ever a reason for me to go back, it would be that again. Um, it turns out to be expensive when you have to pay for admission just for an hour to get a pita. Right. That is a pretty expensive pita. But uh, well, but at least we'll you say. didn't park. At, le- at least you took the affordable option and took the bus down there. I would have driven and parked in somebody's parking lot for right. $30. Correct. <laughs> or, I'm, that's not, they... I'm sorry, not their parking lot. Their front yard. Their front yard. Because <laughs> that's what they do at the Great Minnesota get-together is uh, all the houses around, um, they put up signs and so if you do drive and you want to park you can park in their in their lawn and you just you know you there are tons of people that do more than supplement their income yes and they take a few weeks off of work and uh that is a a a decent income stream it doesn't make me want to live that close to the state fair but if i did you know i'd be it would be absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely and then i'd be like could you bring me some could you bring me some mini donuts on your way (laughs) (laughs) tell you what here's here's a here's a fiver a deal (laughs) here's here's a fiver on your way back come back you bring me the donuts i'll give i'll give you uh I'll, i'll knock down your parking fee it's funny that you mentioned the pitas because I just remembered one time a number of years ago, I must have been in my early 20s, and I was at the fair with my dad, who, by the way, takes his grandchildren every year now since they've been teenagers, just grandpa and the four teenagers. I'm not going to tell you how much money that man brings to the fair, but I will tell you this, that they all do like the ejection seat and all of the, the thrill rides in addition to feeding four growing teenagers the whole time. I will tell you, it is not a three-digit number. It is a four-digit number that it costs this gentleman. And I applaud my dad, but it is like his favorite memory. And they all try to align their work schedules to do this. My mom um, put a kibosh on the visa a couple of years ago when he brought um, three... Uh, 15 foot inflatable hot sauce bottles home for the boys because they wanted them for their bedrooms and they were like 30 or 40 bucks a piece and she's like what do they need inflatable hot sauce bottles for he's like oh these Who things are awesome need an inflatable hot sauce right. bottle so grandpa has now issued uh, a certain amount of cash and that is his limit for the day <laughs> which is still a ton but anyway um enough about the fair i'm sorry i could I could talk about it a lot. And and just so everybody knows, uh, there will be a time coming up in the quite near future, might be after the State Fair, in which I will come on the microphone and say, welcome to another Curveball production. Today, Renee is going to talk about the State Fair. The next thing <laughs> you'll hear was the door to the studio opening and closing. <laughs> and um, away you go. And uh, she will just regale you with all sorts of stories. So Maybe this is not. just a primer. <laughs>
Um, but that but kinda, we should talk about fall. <laughs> yes. Well, we won't. So, so here's a, just a couple of things. Like I said, so Labor Day kind of moves us into fall, and one of the one of the things that uh, that we really like is. Um, I, at least I do, and Renee does as well. Is we like the fact that up here in Minnesota we have uh, we have seasons, and every season brings something to the table. Um, you we have our winters, and our winters are um, they're not as bad as everybody makes them out to be. Yes, does it get cold at times? Sure, it does. But I tell you what. When it's 10 below, that typically means that it's nothing but a crystal blue sky. Mm -hmm. There's no wind. You know what? You dress up nicely. You uh, you put on the boots and this, this, this cold winter gear, and you go for a walk. <laughs> Typic just, I can't. I have to interrupt. If you dress up nicely, um, usually that means like a face gator so that all you can see are the whites of yes. your eyes. Yes, <laughs> And you Correct. tend to freeze the liquid yeah. in your eyeballs. But Correct. yes, nicely is sort of a relative term. Correct. <laughs> And so, like, I like to, uh, when it's cold like that, bundle up and go for a walk on the trails because nobody is actually around here that stupid to be out there. So I got the whole place to myself. <laughs> Fair enough. And, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's beautiful. But it, it, that those days are few and far between. Typically, you know, the snow comes down and it's white. And, and, it's, and obviously, you, it's the holiday season and that all works, out, works itself out. And then, you, then it, winter works its way into spring. Before, although I'm going to tell you, before it works into spring, we got March. March is awful. March is terrible. It's ugly here. It's brown. It's, you know, you might get some snow. You might get some sleet. You might get some freezing rain. Well, I think it's funny when we were talking about this podcast, you're like, I really love all the seasons. I like my seasons except March. <laughs> I'm like, that's a good way of putting it. March is pretty lousy. But but March quickly goes away and it gets us into the into spring. And we, you know, it's spring. The, the, it starts warming up and, uh, and um the uh, leaves start coming out. I'm going to talk more about leaves later. I know everybody's excited. Again, we call that a tease in the biz. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so we um, in spring as it has its own thing. Again, things just start growing, and you're you're coming out of the winter doldrums. Because by then, don't get me wrong, by then you're ready to get warmed up. Oh, for sure. You're it's it's time. Well, you can um, tell by the fact that, you know, come April, May, the thermometer, or you call it the thermometer, it, uh, you know, it starts hitting 40 degrees and you see a lot of shorts. Yep. <laughs> now, when 40 of, yes. degrees happens in November, people have their hoodies and winter coats on. Correct. So it's, we are more than ready for the warmth come spring. Uh, and then obviously it gets into summer and then you got the kids and you got vacations and you got cabins and you got water sports and, and it's just, it's... Uh, you got, uh, it depends on what you do. If you got summer activities, uh, my whole summers were basically tied up with boys playing baseball. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that's that. And then that summer, then it ends right around Labor Day. And then we're at fall. I know, but we're going to spend some time talking about fall because I'm so excited. Yes. Like fall. I mean, I don't really have a favorite season, but if I did, it would have to be fall. And I'm guessing the reason you like the fall the most is the weather. It's the lack of humidity, <laughs> the crisp, clean air. Everything about fall is just refreshing, right? Especially, you know how I hate humidity. Like I've personally declared war on humidity. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> but having said that, it's just such a fantastic segue into winter. And hopefully we get a lot longer fall than we do winter. Uh, which we have, but again, but you just never know. Uh, back in, in uh, 1991, we had a huge snowstorm uh, at Halloween. 
Yeah. Um, side note, I was uh, dressed up to go out because I was in college at that time, and I was Paul Stanley of the band Kiss. <laughs> Someday I will show you the pictures, but we really rocked the band. The, the I mean, band. We, all, we all played our parts, and it was pretty awesome. But we also got stranded because there was a snowstorm. Because there was a snowstorm. I may have eaten Perkins dressed up as Paul Stanley. <laughs> nice. That, uh, yeah. Um, I'm sure, I'm quite certain uh, in Ma the Mankato Perkins, they've seen worse. <laughs> I'm guessing they have. Um, but yeah, so, f and again, fall just gives you a little bit of everything once you get into it. I mean, you you get what we call the Indian summer, where you're going to get days where it's going to be 80 degrees, and uh, you're going to go back out, you're going to go outside and go, do I turn the air conditioner back on? Um, you, uh, but, then, but then you think to yourself, no. The windows are open. Mm. The house is nice and fresh. Um, and then it comes down to um, the – for uh, up here, one of the big, the big things that people do is um, go out and uh, look at the leaves change. Yeah. Well, we have – I mean, it's the land of 10,000 lakes. What's typically around a lake? Trees. trees. <laughs> so we have a lot of trees. And uh, I'm a little bit of a tree snob. I don't know my trees as well as you'd think I would after chaperoning the trip to Wolfridge. But um, <laughs> here's the dealio. I look at the leaves. I get really angry if there isn't enough pops of red. Okay, I like my golden yellows, but I feel cheated if I make the effort to go somewhere. And I do it a lot, honestly. Many weekends spent kind of now, hiking. And, and in the, how, do you, in the... how do you track... Where to go to look at leaves? Well, I'm glad you asked, Sean, because um, in case you're wondering, the Minnesota DNR is more than happy to text you a fall leaf update. Okay, so every week I get an, a colorful map that shows me where the leaves are in the state regarding their peak or non-peak or past peak. It's fantastic. And there, we have, okay, really, seriously, though, we have so many highways. There are places you can go and hike or just drive your darn car if you want. Yeah. It's amazing. And it, it, it all depends on uh, on what you want to do. If you want to go to a spot where uh, there's a place like Taylor Falls, for instance, which is uh, up north um, of the Twin Cities, uh, you can you, you can go for a nice hike. And it's beautiful area. You can hike. You can you if if you've got the DNR to give you your text, you know that you know what this weekend or this day this time during this week is is a beautiful time, and you just go up there. You go for a hike. Absolutely, and it's along the Saint Croix. You can go down to that Red Wing area in the southeastern part of the state, or Lake Pepin, um, all the way up to the North Shore. Right. Yep. So, to your point, I think you mentioned when we were speaking earlier that. You can kind of follow the leaves down, right? Like as far – oh, that's funny. Follow the leaves down. See what oh, I did there? Nice. But from the top of the state down, right? Because it's cooler up north, those leaves tend to turn first. And so if you don't have time on a particular weekend, you just go to a different spot. Yeah. Or or, or if you, you just sit at home and you just wait – Mm -hmm. because the leaves will change by you. And yeah, particularly even if you live in the city, we have so many parks and yep. fresh spaces around. And one thing, I should probably put a plug in for the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. If you're looking for an area close to the Twin Cities without having to drive really any distance at all, they are, they have all of the trees represented. It's a beautiful hike or, or walk, I should say. And three-mile drive, you can actually drive around it. So if you've got people that aren't up for a three-mile walk, it's it's gorgeous. And yeah, and it, up and down the St. Croix, you can go. Um, 
I know, I know you, but by your place, you have a couple of parks with a lot of trees. That Along the you, river, yep, yeah. And just, um, you can just, you can just bring a book. You can just sit on a bench and, and enjoy, you know, 65, 70 degrees. Because if you're smart and it's fall, you will most likely be wearing a... Hoodie, which is <laughs> synonymous with fall. And we live in a state where it is completely acceptable to wear a hoodie just about anywhere. You can wear a hoodie to church. You can wear a hoodie to a nice steak dinner. Now, maybe not, you know, Maddie's right. or Ruth Chris, but... They probably wouldn't even say anything. They probably wouldn't say anything. <laughs> they would they, they would say, hey, been out looking at leaves? Right. I mean, Bill Belichick, I mean, obviously, from where he's located over in the northeastern part of the country, no problem at all. He'd fit in right here as well. So Absolutely. I model my attire after. <laughs> Sleeves stay on, however. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, uh, the the one of the beautiful things for me in fall is the is raking leaves. Um, you know, I've been on phone calls with uh, with uh, some of the people I work with, coworkers, and with clients, and they're like, I'd be like, Hey, yeah, uh, what do you got? To, they ask me what I'm going to do today. I say, You know what? Once I'm done with this call, I'm going to go out and rake leaves. Oh, well, that sounds like no fun. I'm like, No. It's no. also great therapy for you because what you're neglecting to mention and we haven't mentioned yet is fall means football. And we live in the state of Minnesota, so chances are we follow the Minnesota Vikings. And from time to time, <clears throat> a lot, it becomes frustrating on a random Sunday afternoon. So after you pry yourself off your barca <laughs> right. out of frustration, yep. you think to yourself, I can't give up another hour and a half of my day. Put on the headphones. I'll listen to this bloody game, but I'm going to get some stuff done. And let me tell you, the leaves, they're flying. They're and you're fly getting a lot of work done I'm with that getting, frustration. <laughs> I'm getting some work done. I'm like, Vikings, <laughs> and uh, and I'll so I'll keep on I'll keep on uh, yeah go out and I'll, I'll rake leaves. Good workout, yeah, for sure. Um and uh, and and uh, where I live with my house, I have a lot of trees, and so it's not just uh, go out and rake one day. No, it's it's a process. It's a part time job. And uh, and believe me, when if if I'm looking out and I got leaves to rake up, and it snows and covers up those leaves, I'm not sad. <laughs> Because by then I've probably already taken uh, a good seven, eight trailerfuls of leaves to the leaf drop, which, by the way, the city of Minnetonka does a great job with their leaf drops. It's, nice it's plug. Awesome. They're not going to give you uh, any nothing. sort of dealing well, in it. Texas. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but you know what we're forgetting about? Like other activities we can do. Like we right. talked a lot about the leaves, but, I mean, we can't forget about pumpkins. We can't forget about apple orchards, you know, apple pie, corn pits for families with, you know, and those bounce houses. Now, when I was a kid, they didn't have all that cool stuff. They had apple orchards, of course, right. and you could go to a pumpkin patch. But now they've turned these places into, well, I'm sure they're making a lot more money. But I mean, they're like activities for families and kids love that stuff. And it's I don't know. My kid, maybe I'm just waxing nostalgic because I want to take my kids to a pumpkin patch. <laughs> right. We both have, both of us have our oldest kids heading off to college here. Mine in a couple of days. Hers next week. And uh, you start thinking about all the things that uh, you have done with them this time of year. Again, because now they're back. They're back in school, and then you, uh, um, and then they're playing sports of their own, soccer and football. Um, and they're so they're never really around that much. And then you get to the weekends, and those are the times where you need to take advantage of uh, anything you can to just do stuff. Or, as you pointed out earlier, not do anything. Yeah, fall. really. I mean, fall represents a time where if you tell somebody, yeah, I grabbed a book and curled up on the couch this weekend, everybody gets this cozy vibe, right? If you said that, like, on a weekend, it was like 83 and sunny 
in July, people would be like, why weren't you outside? It was a gorgeous weekend. But you can get away with stuff like that in the yep. fall. You can be completely lazy and just read a book, which is fantastic to just give your brain that break. Correct. And and that all, that's all, I mean, and that's fall. And then like, it, 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 again, that rolls into winter as well. Because But at winter, it's more of a, I'm just not going out. Right. It's just, you just can't do it. Well, and you've um, got your pumpkin spice and campfires and the smell. I mean, not that we, we obviously have campfires in the summer as well, right? But there's just something different. The leaves burning right. and just everything about fall is just, if you're from this area or you're ever visiting during this time of year, um, because of all of our listeners all across the uh, world. All across the world. <laughs> you, you won't regret coming during fall. Agreed. Um, it's just, there's just a lot of stuff to do. Oh, uh, okay. And, and real quick, we, we're going to probably end this because we're right at about the, uh, the, right about our time. But one thing I forgot, um, and, and this is important trivia for everybody that's out there. Um, the notion that leaves fall, mm-hmm. it's not accurate. Oh, Okay. What Will you happens, tell us about it? Absolutely. What happens is uh, the buds from the buds in the in the in the branches, the buds actually start coming out and actually push the leaves out, and that they then drop to drop down. They then die, and then they drop after that, and then the buds stay dormant until spring. I feel like we need a fall music podcast, but we probably won't do one. Fall music. I, I also wish that this was videoed so people could see your hand as you're <laughs> as you're showing us how the, showing... the buds pop off. <laughs> the, the leaves. Uh, I think it's great that we are ending on an educational note, don't you? Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> until until I get an email from somebody going, uh, "You're an idiot." That's not what happens at all. And and you know that what? would not be the first one. And here's the thing: so if somebody emails us and tells us that you're wrong, we don't have to tell anybody. Correct. I mean, if you're motivated enough to look this up and tell us that Sean is wrong, because once or twice he's actually been wrong in his life. I would love to read that email. Please send it in. And also, if you have places that you'd like us to check out or talk about on our podcast, do email us because we're always interested in trying new things and uh, coming back with our report. Absolutely. And, like the state and, fair. And any and, and any other and any other things that you think you might want to talk about. If you wanna do you wanna jump on a podcast, if you like the way we do things, if you um, and you have something that you wanna talk about that um, kind of follows a curveball production, let us know. Uh, we can do this via Zoom. If you're local, want to come into our Posh and Tony studios, uh, we can do that as well. Um, always open for, for new stuff. You guys don't want to listen to Renee and I all the time. I guarantee you that there will be some special guests coming up soon. The, it'll be a much different conversation that covers a lot of different topics. That's um, the beauty of the curveball production, right? You just cur- never know what you're going to get every week. And with that, this has been another Curveball production. Thank you, everybody.